0: On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Furkan Korkmaz of the 76ers has requested a trade, according to my partner, Keith Pompey. We'll talk about what that means for the Sixers, Korkmaz, and the team overall ahead of the trade deadline. Next, right here, Locked On 76ers.
1: You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team...
0: Every day.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Pick. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. It's
0: prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. What's good, D? Well, what was going it was good man uh again trade deadline week is good for me that's all i'm worried about at this point the Sixers playing on wednesday so we'll get to that a little bit more tomorrow but the deadline is really what it's all about man and as we get started we want to welcome everybody you are locked on 76s i'm devon gibbons from 97 The fanatic radio in philadelphia alongside my co-host keith pompey Sixers beat writer for the inquire.com we thank you for making locked on 76 is your first listen every day and remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. And if you are watching us on YouTube, had a little mix up there with the technology where our boxes are switched to the different sides with our name underneath our Twitter handles. So just a little glitch in the system. Don't worry about it. Uh, it'll be back to normal soon. Uh, but we got to talk about a lot, Keith, from the Furcon Quirk Moss piece that you uh, released on Tuesday morning. Uh, discuss that also get into what this team uh, should they do anything at at the trade deadline uh, as things are starting to heat up with the Kyrie Irving piece uh, of of it all and uh in general with that we'll just kind of branch off into a little bit more as we play this whole thing out but let's start with this piece that you had on the inquiry.com Furkan Korkmaz uh, what is he year 5 year 6 now in the NBA year 5 he he came in when Ben Simmons did right so Year five, year six, Furkan Korkmaz, uh, has had an up-and-down career, always been in reserve, but sometimes he is a, a, a guy that you can count on. He's in the rotation, especially with Brett Brown here. Doc Rivers gave him a chance. Now he's out of the rotation, Keith, and he doesn't seem happy about it to request this trade. Uh, as a player coming in this season, I wasn't sure what he was going to be in the mix. He was actually out of my top ten uh, of the the uh, rotation uh, for doc rivers at the beginning of the season and that has continued where shake milton has jumped into the top 10 matisse Thibault has jumped out and everyone else that we thought would be in there are in there and he's unhappy about his role here it seems and is requesting a, a trade so uh, what did he say uh, what did you hear to to um, you know feel comfortable yeah I, yeah
1: I don't really i don't know what he said. <laughs> i mean like i mean i put it this way the guy just wants to be traded i mean and, and here's the thing. I'm I'm not mad at him. I mean, like you said, think about this last year. It was at this point last year, him and Shake Milton were out of the rotation. Last year. And then all of a sudden, people got hurt, and then they start playing well, right? And then now, now the thing is, it's kind of like, not to say like what he said, said. Right, right. But, but this is the deal. He's looking at it. He wants to play. And there's nothing against the 76ers team, but – you know, he's a guy in his prime career. He feels like he can play. It's just that right now it's just a numbers game and he's not going to play. So let's face it. He also knows that the 76ers don't have any, any plans for him at all. So what he did is his agent went to him and said, hey, we want to be traded. And Daryl Morey, from what I was told, was like, okay, and what we'll try to do is we're going to try to package you in a deal with somebody like, for instance, if they trade Matisse, he'll probably be packaged. Now, the problem when you get packaged in deals like that, sometimes they're just using your salary to make something work. Sure. And oftentimes when teams use your salary to make something work, they might waive you. You know, again, he has 5 million coming on the books next year, but, but they may waive. He could get waived, right? So and I don't even know if that's guaranteed. I got to check it out. But so it's not like the team is going after him, getting neat because they need him or they want them. It's like they're trying to make a deal work. The thing about Furkan is he showed a lot of glimpses of that he could play, but he's never been around or got uh, enough playing time long enough to sustain it. There are some who say he can't defend. They say he's inconsistent. But at the same time, you know, I, I think he's a little streaky. But at the same
0: time, I do think that he can help a team. Just looking at his salary, it looks like 5.3 is guaranteed. Of course, we don't know if that—that's if he's waived. Uh, the cap hit on it, if he is waived, if the cap hit is 5.3, so it's his full salary that's the cap hit. So I imagine, um, based on on what I was just reading, is that he would have to be on on the on the, um, on the team. Um, now, if they get waived, if he does get waived, uh, you, you just wonder how much of that goes into it. Yeah, his money. That he's able to keep in, in, in the whole deal, but as far as the player goes, um, coming back from Turkey, he had a, it seemed like he had a pretty good run in the in the uh, in the uh, Euro basketball this summer. Uh, coming back and of course working on things, and there's some Furkan Korkmaz fans here in the city, and there are others who just simply believe that he's there wasting a the roster spot at six seven, and he's supposed to be a shooter, but he can't really shoot consistently enough to garner the minutes that we've been talking about. And I got to tell you, Keith, when I saw him in the preseason games early and some of the run that he did get earlier in the season, especially when all the guards and stuff went down, they tried him, and it just didn't work out. However, his shot didn't – he's always been a quick-release guy. But when you when I watch him, he seems a little bit different with his shot. Uh, he's always been able to catch the ball high, keep the ball high, shoot it while he's already up in, in, in full motion. He doesn't have to bring the ball down he could fire off a shot. That has never really been him. And then he's fading a little bit more, too. So you wonder how much he's pressing and it, his shot just doesn't look the same to me since he came back from the summer. So that's just my observation of watching him in, a, in the in the little minutes that we have seen. And I wonder if the coach see the same thing, which is why they, they can't uh, trust him to put him on the floor. Plus the numbers crunch part that you're talking about. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think it also
1: has to do a lot to do with his defense, too. You know, and they thought they got I mean, let's face it. That what happened is the 76ers went out there and and acquired these new guys. They got Daniel House. They got De'Anthony Melton and they have P.J. Tucker. Right. You got James Harden, too. So you basically go to play the guys that you brought in. Right. All these other guys like Shake. He had to play phenomenally for him to get in the rotation, and he stayed in. Outside of that, the rest of these reserves, they like, you know, they like yesterday news, so to speak. So in a way, you can argue that none of them really got a chance. I mean, nothing against it, but it's kind of like you know, you get a first round pick, you want to try that person out. You you go out there and you draft somebody, or do or or you acquire them. You want to give them every opportunity to struggle. And maybe he is pressing, but that could be something about he wants to go out there and show what he can do, and he's doing it. But at the same time, you know, I I just, you look at it, and of all the guys, if we're going to be real, even down to Paul Reed, of all the guys who are basically getting burned that they deserve to get or in the rotation that might be happy, is Shake Milton. The rest of them aren't. You know, now I'm not including George Ning in there because he came last year, but I'm talking about the holdovers. You know, none of these guys are, are probably getting the minutes that they would like to get.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. And with that, we need to talk about what this team needs to do or not need to do. On the other side, do they need to make a trade or do they need to just stand pat? Are they good enough to stand pat and make a run in the East? We'll tap into that next right here on Locked On 76ers. And as we do that and get ready for the trade deadline as we stay up all night watching for the the alerts from Keith Pompeii, uh coming from Wednesday night into Thursday morning, no sleep, team no sleep. Keith and I probably gonna have a built Bar instead of eating you know, some unhealthy things after that Boston game. I wonder how much that'll tell the story too, the Boston game, if that'll help lean down Maury and Elton Brand in one direction. But if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and the calories. You got to try a built bar. I keep telling you, and I'm telling you this because it's good. We just go through the holidays. Everybody has a goal. New Year's resolution is you want to eat a little healthier, and it's just something that you want to do, but you don't want to compromise that taste when you get there for this new treat that you have. You got to try built. And with built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. You won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New, your new Year's resolution as you go to the gym at work quick snack whatever it might be this is the perfect snack for you what makes built bars so good well for starters they're covered in 100 percent real chocolate that's right 100 percent real chocolate so you don't have to get away from the chocolatey taste that you like and they come in these great flavors like churro peanut butter brownie and coconut almond i'm not sure how built does it i have no idea but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros and what's even better is they're healthy only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around for a box of Built. For years, we've been telling you about Built.com to order your your Built bars. Well, now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built bars. I saw them in there recently. Even though I can just say, "Hey, just get some from Built.com," I picked up a, a box from. From, uh, from the Walmart. You can pick up a four-bar box, four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs, puffs. I went with the cookies and cream. Seemed like it's worked out so far for me. If you're close to a Sam's Club, that's better for you. Run in, grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You'll thank me later. All right, welcome back. Locked on 76ers, that's Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens. Thank you for making Lockdown 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, does this team need to do something? Do they need to do something, or are they good enough where they can stand pat and make a run in the Eastern Conference? You know, I used to think that they were dangerous
1: enough to stand pat and make a a run. But now I think that they need to at least make a move in the buyout market. I think they need a backup big. I mean, if we look at this game, the last one that they had uh, when they played New York, it was kind of reminded me of when they played the Utah Jazz. And what I mean by that is um, it was like, remember how when they played the Utah Jazz and Joel had those 59 points? But the thing about it is he needed all 59 for them to win, right? And he needed to be on the court for them to win yeah. because every time he came out, they went on a run. And it seems like that's what's been had taken place recently. Um, I mean, we talked about it yesterday, Montrez Harold's uh, plus minus, I mean, I believe he was a minus 15 in three minutes of action, right? Um, so it's one of those things where the Sixers, they need a center. They do. They need a guy, a a traditional type center. And there's nothing against Trez. He's only 6'7". You know, um, uh, Paul Reed, 6'9". nine. They're power force. And traditionally, they would be power force. So I, I I look at these guys and I think they just need a little upgrade that's going to help them out on the defensive end. And
0: that's something they need to do via trade, if not free agency. I, I do think, to your point, and, and let's not forget, you know, Doc Rivers likes to run that P.J. Tucker part of things, too, at the center position, give him minutes. And that's probably not going to cut it. Yeah, he can probably do that in special occasions, those situational moves where he puts those lineups together and have them out there. But for the most part, you, you're probably going to need – and look, it may not be Andre Drummond or Dwight Howard from the last two seasons where they were successful behind Embiid and helping him in, in that role – and it may not be a big name coming in that or a familiar name coming in as we talked about on monday's podcast you Neurons know, Noel, as noel mentioned rashawn holmes last week as well may mm-hmm. not be those those big type of names but they do need something and i'm very curious to see if it does go in that direction as far as as is and, and what they have you would hope that even as is if they are unable to do something that to your point they're able to bring in somebody from the buyout there will be players there whether they're players on current rosters or players that have been there for the first 50 plus games that the Sixers have played already and are still available. And they decide that now after striking out at the deadline, that they need to go and acquire one of these other players, namely Hassan Whiteside, DeMarcus Cousins, et cetera. Those are the types of names that are out there. They don't wow me. And even with DeMarcus Cousins, while he has the big body, 6'10", 6'11", defensively, again, doesn't solve a problem Hassan Whiteside solved the problem defensively but can he move and can he be trusted those are the questions and I'm sure we'll get to those later but as is I think they can make a run I think they can make an even better run or I feel more comfortable with their run coming if they add another body in that front court so that's it for me uh on the other side the uh, final segment here for us as we talk about big names Keith I want to throw that at you because we hear, first of all, Kevin Durant, he's there in Brooklyn. And Kyrie Irving is now a part of the Dallas Mavericks organization. We hear other big names out there. Will the Sixers be involved in any of these? Darren Morey likes to make moves. Will Darren Morey strike for a bigger deal instead of the smaller ones that we're talking about? Tapping to that next right here, Locked On 76ers. Let's
1: talk about prize picks, right? You know, the thing about prize picks is the thing I like about it is because you, it's easy. Like, you can say, hey, I'm taking Luka Doncic to score more than 26.5 points. You know that's going to happen. LeBron James to have more than 7.5 rebounds. Or the way it's going right now is LeBron going to get 37 points or something like that, right, to break the record. Uh, Kevin Durant to get less than 6.5 assists. And Steph Curry to have more than 3.5 three-pointers, right? So – With with prize picks, you pick two to six players, and if they will score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available. Prize pick offers projections on any sport that you wish, right, Um, that you watch. It can include NBA, NHL, MLB, la, 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 right? Entries can be made up in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational in 30 states in Canada. So this is how you do it. You download the PrizePix app or go to the prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you a hundred deposit. If you deposit 50 prize pick will give you 50. Don't forget the end of the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Do
0: it today. People definitely do it today. Welcome back to locked on 76ers. Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens. All right, Keith, the Kyrie Irving trade goes down on Sunday and a lot of the talk then shifts to will ben simmons be moved how about kevin durant and while ben simmons let's just of course he's not going anywhere as far as coming back to philadelphia what are the chances that as you hear some of these other big names that are out there keith that you feel or at least for you your gut tells you about the sixers jumping in on a bigger name as they go all in for a championship run this season
1: I I don't think the Sixers can afford it, man. Like, you know, I mean, unless, I mean, it's, it's, I would say in the past, like these A-list dudes normally didn't get traded. Now they are starting to get traded, but in the past they didn't. But when you look at the 76ers, you know, like who are you going to give up? I mean, in order for you to give up one of those A-list guys, you would probably have to relinquish Tobias Harris's contract, right? So the question is, if you're going to be, let's say Kevin Durant, for instance, I mean, is Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey going to get you Kevin Durant? Probably not. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen. And I think both of them are great play you know, good players, but they're not Kevin Durant. Like in order for you to get like a Kevin Durant player, typically you're going to have to get, get, get somebody else that's similar to that. You know what I mean? Like, you're you just going to have to, you know, you're going to have to. Now, I, people may say, look at Kyrie. I understand that, but it was a completely different situation. They couldn't wait to get him out of town. So I don't see the Sixers being able to get like a top-notch superstar, no, in the trade.
0: Definitely different from last trade deadline where they acquired James Harden for Ben Simmons. That was the right type of deal. Uh, that's where they were at that point. Uh, they had a player that they were motivated to move on from, similar to what we just saw with Kyrie Irving. Uh, although the Sixers lasted for the whole first part of the season up to the deadline, where Kyrie Irving just said a couple of days ago at the end of last week. So I agree with you. Uh, they they will they will not be in the mix for any of these other big names. I mean, you see others like O.G. Ananobi, familiar name, Pascal Siakam. Even Fred VanVleet, Gary Trent, their whole starting five outside of Scotty Barnes is said to be available. But I just don't see the Sixers, to your point, being in the mix for any of that. Because why would, with all due respect to Tobias Harris, based on their trajectory of why they're making the move, would Harris fit their trajectory? Unless they decide to move him then elsewhere. And I'm sure uh, if that was the case, then it would happen. But I, I don't see them in the mix either for any big names only small things working around the edges to complete this team to make this run to the postseason. So I'm in agreement with you on on this one. Yep, I'm in agreement. But oh, trade sure. is always fun.
1: Oh, See, sure. so he agreed.
0: Hey, look at that! Look at that! We don't just disagree; we agree on things. So we let's agree. Agree. who who's gonna win the Super Bowl? Let's agree. <laughs> let's, uh, I let's think the Eagles actually win it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not one that. Just because I'm in Philadelphia says the Eagles are going to win it. No, I give you reasons why I think the Eagles oh, yeah. are going to win it. and uh, But it wouldn't surprise me if they lost either because both teams are the number one seeds in their respective conference. They both belong in this game. And, of course, it's a who's coin. The
1: MVP? Player, you know? Who's the MVP? Who's the best cool guy who has the best
0: quarterback? Which team? Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback. Yeah, what? best team. from Philly said that? Best team. I think the Eagles have them on that part because they're more complete. Uh, But best quarterback, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think many people would argue against that. Even if they wanted to argue against that, they wouldn't argue against that. It's okay to be number two or top five. And and Jalen Hurts has worked his way into that top five conversation this season alone. But, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is the number one. I will say I thought Hurts would win the MVP before he got injured and missed those two games. Uh, But here we are. And uh, guess what? whoever doesn't win the mvp which is not announced yet and won't be announced until later just go and win the championship and in this case i do think the eagles are are my favorite right now i know the eagles are my favorite right now in terms of winning but since you said we disagree or agree you know what i don't even know who's gonna win like i I can't ask me that and not answer the question you can't
1: i I don't like i i kind of think the eagles probably will i mean i keep saying Kansas City just to troll some of my friends and stuff like that. <laughs> but, um, you know what, it, it's kind of like every time I look at the Eagles, before I watch them play, I always say they're not that good. Like, you know, you say that. Like, nah, I don't think they're that good. I think they're just getting overhyped. And then you see them playing and you see how they dominate. And you're like, well, the heck, maybe they are that good. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. always, like, try to, like, nah, they can't be, they can't beat uh, San Fran. Look at San Fran's defense. You know, look at all the all pros. Yeah, I know they don't have a quarterback, but look at all the all pros they have. And then you say, and you know the Eagles have them too, but at the same time, you know, you look at them, you see them and you get used to them. So you always think the grass is greener, right? And then you look at Kansas City and the same thing. Pat Mahomes, you know, uh, the coach, all types of stuff, Big Red. And I think the – On the defensive side, Yeah. Yeah, all of them, man. They're great storylines. So, but I, I do think that the, the Eagles pass rush is just, especially with Pat Mahomes, I know he has his capability, but he's, you know, he's coming off of an ankle injury. Um It's, uh, we don't even know if he's coming off of it. He's probably still experiencing Yeah, Yeah.
0: yeah. It. So it, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a good game. I do think it's going to be a close game. I, I will say that it's going to be a close yeah. game. And I think the Eagles come out on top in the end. So. But you know, we can reevaluate things by the end of the week when we wrap up our weekly podcast. But first, we got to thank everybody before we step away from making Locked on 76ers your first listen every day. On our next episode, we'll break down the Sixers and the Celtics, see how they match up in this game on Wednesday. Now, make your second listen, Locked on NBA, Locked on Experts covering the biggest stories around the league every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, can you let the good folks know where they can find us
1: you can find us wherever whatever you can get your podcast at this podcast set, like my man d said um but when you get to our youtube channel make sure you click on the liberty bell just click on that bad boy and then you get you know notifications whenever we we come up with our podcast but tonight Tonight, what you need to do is you need to listen to my man, D, at the Divine Giving Show from 6 to 10 p.m., and you need to follow my man, D, on Twitter at DivineG975. You can follow me on Pompeii on Sixers, and you can read my stuff in the Philadelphia Inquirer. All right, Keith, I'm not trading you. You're safe this week. You're all good. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Thursday's going to be a crazy day. You know, D, I'm flying back Early. Thursday
0: morning okay. this stuff yeah yeah you got to be on the ground and make sure you, you get all your info yeah and then the one thing that people need to pay, pay attention to is
1: pay attention to who doesn't play in Wednesday night's game
0: so- mm, mm, got you good point well everybody's trade deadline week and uh there are a lot of people to pay attention to during the trade deadline week one of them for sure of course for your Philadelphia 76ers information is uh, Keith Pompey, at Pompey on Sixers. So make sure you give him a follow, check him out, read all his work on theinquire.com to find out what's going on with the basketball team. All right, man. Have a good rest of your Tuesday. Talk to you tomorrow ahead of Sixers Celtics, man. All right, bro. Peace. All right.